Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Welcome to J.Ill, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, good people. Hello, good people. I hope you are so well. Thank you so much for spending a little time with J.Ill, the podcast. This is the lady, Jill Scott. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's Laia St. Clair. I don't know. She's so crazy. Yo, 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 yo. It's... It's, it's it's just a it's it's I killing them mama and them. <laughs> I feel good. I don't know about anybody else right now. How how you guys feeling? I'm feeling good. What's in that cocktail? Is that a cocktail? This, my dear, is okay. uh is not it's no alcohol in it. It's lemon water, ginger, cayenne, and cucumbers. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. just lovely. We'll see what what happens. A little cool, a little kick. A little cool, a little kick. What's cool? Here you go. Here you go. Is the black narrative okay? Watching stories about ourselves, reading stories about ourselves, being able to see our image in a reflection on a television screen or on a movie screen—that is cool. And we're seeing so yes. much more of it. And it's about goddamn time. I said, "Got." It's about time. But we're also seeing something else. We're also seeing, what would we call it, trauma porn? (laughs) Well, that is definitely the term of the times. That's a new term. At least a conversation about what it is, if it exists, should we tolerate it? Is there such a thing as an okay amount? (laughs) Is there, you know, how to identify it? Yeah. That's a thing. Okay, I'm here to tell you that I watched them on a. It was an mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. The, yeah. yeah, I watched mm-hmm. them. First of all, I thought it was absolutely gorgeous. I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. The loved the uh, the lighting. Thank you so much. Love the love the Come fact on. that it was a completely brown family mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you know how often we see you know a brown skinned husband and a light skinned wife with the curly hair. I was happy to see a brown family with brown babies. Oh, yeah. No, no disrespect to anybody. You know, I, I realize I'm light-skinned. It's a new revelation, ladies and gentlemen. Bear with her. It's a new revelation. Honey, that was that was a very... Look, we are proud of she you. She said the word. I just want to take this moment to say... I said it. Thank I'm proud you. of you, Jill. Thank you so much. Uh, for, for anybody who has mm-hmm. been listening to our podcast, I just realized I was light-skinned um, a couple of weeks ago. And... You know, mm-hmm. it, it hurt my feelings. I I didn't 
think that. I didn't, I just didn't think it, but you know, I am. And I still want to see brown families on a television screen yeah. or a movie screen. I still want to see a brown skinned mama with her brown skinned babies. Mm-hmm. Tell, let, let me see let yes. me see us. You know, we're not just one kind of family. So I'm happy to see these things. I did watch them. It was traumatic, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. It was traumatic. It was. It was so many things, right? The process and getting Asia yeah. to watch was that was traumatic for me myself. Dad, I ain't even got to the content of the movie. But mm. uh <laughs> <laughs> I was a little bit of a slow burn on it because well, number one, because before I could even decide to watch it, I was privy to a lot of the controversy around it. And I'm just very, very careful about the things that I watch because I don't have a I don't have a problem watching difficult themes, but usually they're always like historic. I don't typically want to watch anything. And even with historic stuff, I, I I just I'm really careful. I have really vivid dreams. You know, I, I have a thing about imagery. So once once the conversation came up that that this particular show had some elements in it that felt, I don't know, gratuitous. You know what I mean? In terms of just like to just just not necessary, but taking black folks through um, some emotional trauma that they didn't have to go through. That was some things that were being said about it, despite the beauty of it, despite obviously being able to have the beautiful cast and, you know, and then obviously in recent years, seeing full on black cast emerge into something like that's horror, the horror genre, and just kind of stretching the imagination in that way. So it's it's really difficult, I think, for us because we always find ourselves in this place where we have to celebrate a first or celebrate something being new and seeing ourselves make strides in a certain way. But then at the same time, too, we feel guilty about critiquing it. And I think with Black narratives, we constantly find ourselves in this place. We found ourselves in that place with the Harriet movie. We found ourselves in that place with a lot of, quote unquote, slave narratives. And so... You know, and we talked about this in an, in another episode, just about, you know, that little... Yeah, super, extra, extra critical. Yeah, really go down our checklist. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it took me... A, basically, it did take me a while to watch it. And I did like many of the same things that Jill liked about it. But my thing at the end of the day was, you know, I ain't see enough practice yeah. die. <laughs> okay. And I, I don't know... And I'm saying that because it's like hella black people got hurt and were killed violently from baby to elder. And I just didn't understand where was the payoff in this right. fantasy, right? Because this wasn't the real life. This was well, but some of it's based on real life when it comes to the part about, you know, black people coming into these areas of the suburbs. If we have an option, this is my thing. If I have to traumatize myself in a situation where I can control the narrative, why not Why not toss the trauma around? Why not spread it around even? Yeah, and that's the great debate, right? Because it's like, but if in fact, we're talking about the 50s and some of these things did happen, right? That's just the truth, right? Black people got terrorized moving into some of these neighborhoods. Maybe not to I be a standard. I would say some of these things, all, everything, that I, everything that happened in that movie... That wasn't of the supernatural nature. Happens. Happens. But you just don't Mm want to see it. Like, and I feel, because I mean, it got to the point, I think we all agreed that the scene, I don't even know how to describe it, with the cat in the bag. Cat in the bag. Mm -hmm. For me, that was when I was like, wait a minute. This is, this is, this is, this is too much. But then my question is, on on the filmmaking aspect, if it is in relation to something truthful, then... And it, it was something that happened. And yeah, it is scary and it's fucked up. And, and the filmmaker is trying to put it in your face to say, look at this. This shit happened to us. How could you do that differently so that you don't feel the way you feel? This shit happened to people. This happened to human beings. A, a woman in her home with her baby. You know what I'm saying? That's a person. That's a person. I am for it. I'm for it hard because... Um, when I when I say for it, what I mean by is I'm for the stories. I want to see them all. 
we get so tired of, I don't want to see any slave narratives. I don't want to see, why not? Why oh, well, see, I don't not? have an issue with slave narratives. It's the trauma I mean, that's part. Just, that, was, that was just mm-hmm. the comma. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't yeah, want to yeah. see Black uh-huh. people being brutalized. Baby, if you turn on the TV, right. in real life, whether they're in the United States or not, you're going to see brown people going through terrible traumas on a daily basis. But I think that that is, therein lies the issue. You're surrounded by trauma. If we're living with being brutalized on a daily basis, then why do we then go to our brutalization for for entertainment? I am here for the Hitchcock of it all. Well, Hitchcock, again, there is a way to tell stories and a varied amount of stories that even have historical basis in it without then pushing the envelope to trauma, right? So even in Alfred Hitchcock, there's a storytelling nature to the way things are done. Because even if you look at the way that them was shot, beautiful shots, beautiful ways that they told the story. Even if you look at, you know, just so the style of filmmaking, and all of those things are ways that you can tell a story and, and keep people intrigued. But to to pain us. So did you want scenes edited out? Are you saying, because I would love to know how could this have been? She just wanted the she just wanted the perpetrators to be affected. But see that's in a, in then, a very but, real way. But if white yeah, people, right? but if white people weren't punished, that's one thing. That's one thing. That's one thing I would have liked. Mm-hmm. The second thing I feel is that I did not feel like that it was necessary to traumatize black people, which is why there was an argument about them. You know, out in the world was was that movie really for us? Was it more so to shock white people and let them know about the level of their of the way that they have brutalized us? Right. It wasn't necessarily a moment that was that was for us. I felt that I'm saying I felt that. And so so with that being the case, if this was about being in your face and letting people know about what's how brutal it can be to be black, we're already aware of how brutal it is to be black. We live it. Okay. so that in that sense is like, okay, well, then, yeah, then take it up to Harvard. And take it up to the uh, out to the Midwest or wherever, or out to the suburbs or wherever where the white schools are, and show it to them. Oh, so you saying don't put it on a on a, a large platform for the world to see? Is that what you think? Do you think that black people needed to watch that? No, but I think that you, I but, did. But you have I don't know about needed. I think that I did. I I did. I loved it and I wanted it and it troubled me and I didn't sleep and I I, I you know I stayed up. Um, couple of nights with the lights on, but I was absolutely addicted to the story. That's my kind of my kind of shit. Yeah, like Jigsaw. That that movie was traumatic. You know, so you got to make a well, choice. Oh, so, you know, so, that so. was that if was. You, but but, but well, let's, 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 yeah. well, hold on. That was traumatic that. to me. You know, this because it's black people. I remember in the queues when Jody Watley got. Oh, Jody I was Wiley, just thinking Jody about Foster that. Jody Foster got. Got raped, raped on, the, on that yes. pinball table. That fucked me that up. Fucked that me bothered up me. It yeah. bothered me. Yeah. I thought about that a lot. I, I still never forgot that me scene, how traumatic it was. And it brought up attention to how somebody could be raped in front of other people mm-hmm. and they still get off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how you have to and that humiliate so you, yourself. Right. So how do you you have to humiliate yourself? you know, in order to to get justice for yourself. Yeah. Damn. Well, here's my thing is that I let me let me just circle back to what you said. I do think that there are just legit black folks that love horror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And they love the, the ride that horror takes them on. And so that that I, I mean, I respect that in terms of that people ain't got a like to watch the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think that it would be helpful for us to be critical of the way our experience is put out there and how we ingest it because our experience is unique. And I just think that that is important. And so when you talk about, oh, I'm tired of slave, people saying, oh, I'm tired of slave narratives. See, for me, I'm not because I understand that that's our history. But I also don't feel that every story about slavery has to be about trauma. Because even though the experience itself is traumatic, I don't think that you have to dump in every single movie about slaves, somebody getting whipped, or even if they are getting whipped, 
Why do we always have to see every lash, every blood, every blood drip, every such and such? Some things are not necessary for you to understand what is happening there. And 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 then, and I will even say it like this: in the Lion King, okay, in the Lion King, there's a scene where Mufasa gets caught in the herd, okay, and he gets caught in the herd. He falls down into the herd. You don't actually see the herd stomp him to death, but you know that he has passed. Point. When if there's there's I cried at that movie every single time. And there's also a moment where the where the baby whoever's the baby one um not Mufasa uh uh Simba walks over to his daddy and lifts up his paw and he crawls up underneath of it. There are moments to show compassion, death, grief, violence. There are ways to discuss these things in truth without gutting people who are already vulnerable. But you do understand that Lion King was made for general audiences. So if you wanted to make and that for children. for children, so a child, if you wanted mm-hmm. to make something like that, it had to be that you couldn't show, you might not want to do that because children are watching. Them wasn't well, for the babies. I love, I love children, say. but how come, how come I can't be treated you with can. the same compassion well, as you a can, child? You can, but I, it's up to your election not to watch things though, because what, what sounds to me a little scary is, and, and not say, you make perfect sense, but you yep. can't really police if somebody's trying to make an impact. Say Lil Marvin, his intention was to shock the fuck out of white people and let them know what they did to us, right? And you can't just take that to Harvard because it got to be all kinds of white people. It got to be the white people that can't get to Harvard that don't even know where Harvard is. So what is the outlet? Do you think that white people watch this show? I don't know. I said, that's a hard one. Did white people watch Get Out? They did. They did. Because again, get out. Did you did you discuss? Did any of us discuss this show with any of our white friends? I did. What they think about it? First, she said she was sorry. She was like, "I am just so sorry." And then she she was like, "This is very, this is very shocking, very traumatic." That was, you know, she was like, "It's good. It's well written." She got an interesting. It's hard. Did she write a check? Listen. I can't. <laughs> I can't figure out Come what on. other people are gonna do with what what it is. I'm messing with you. I'm what I'm to saying is that I'm I, know, with you, really. I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm saying that I really understood the crack in that woman, in that character, based off of what occurred. There was no way for her not to crack. It had to be done. And I love that, the, that sub story right there about black that, women. And that's what I'm talking about. And how about. they drove well, and how being driven to that point. Well, well let, yes, me, let me say yes, this. Yes, what happened? No, hold on. Now, what happened, I, I get it. Like, that is traumatic. It hurt. Like, it, it hurt. What was happening to the daughter was traumatic in her mind. I've been a, a little black girl plenty, okay? This is this is experience that I've had. Um, as far as the little girl and and the the teacher wanting to please the teacher oh, mind yeah. teachers now you know all of the things that went into the the psychological break and that's what i appreciate oh, yeah. listen yeah. then we are on the same page we're on the same page about that we'll be back after the break welcome to 500 greatest songs a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Nobody ever investigates the cracks. Mm-hmm. Um, um, investigate the cracks. You, girl, you we're, have, we're you have somebody. You you have a, a a young man that is walking home from from wherever he's walking from home from in his own neighborhood, eating some god darn candy, wearing a hood, minding his business, and somebody comes outside and decides that he's a threat, and they murder that child. That is, that is trauma. And it's horror. It's horror, too. When we watched Schindler's List and you saw how emaciated those people were and how they would go into these, these rooms of gas and, and, you know, never come out again, how they piled those bodies on, that was traumatic. That's interesting. I wonder if Jew, was, Jewish people felt that. I wonder now. I'm they they were balling in the movie theater when I was there. Right, but, but y'all, but y'all, go ahead. Schindler's List is about a historical fact. That's true. That's true. That's true. Y'all, that's true. Not, that's that true. is not that's the true. same. You're right. You're right. You're right. What what horror flick do we have about that's Jewish based people around the Holocaust? Oh. About Nazis, like Inglorious Bastards, but uh, no, uh, 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 Overlord, which is fantastic, by the way. That is a fictitious. Please, please pay attention and watch it. Uh, Overlord is fictitious, but it is a horror movie. It also has the Holocaust involved into it and Nazi Germany. And it stars a young black man. 
What I will say is this, and I'm going to check that out, by the way. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is this, is that there were some really brilliant aspects of the show. And so I want to be super clear. As much as I feel like with Black art, we should be able to love and critique it. That's number one. Why not? And, you know, and continue to move forward in this journey with our art. So I don't believe in completely bashing these things. I want us to, you know, to really just kind of think about it. But anyway, bottom line is that there were some really brilliant aspects of the movie. And one of the things that you talked about in terms of the cracks, that I think that that is really in terms of the sanity of it all. What right. is happening in the mind? And that the, that the horror of the movie really talks about what is happening in the minds of Black people on a constant basis. Mm-hmm. How they are interpreting the, you know, that inner battle with that kind of that inner, that, that demon that is in your mind that no one else can see that is communicating Woo! with you all of the time. And that, to me, that was really one of the most profound moments in that series where it really kind of made that real. And all of us have had that conversation with that little white supremacist demon that wants to tell you a lie and creates a world where that lie can live. And that, that, that was really profound for me, and particularly in the relationship with the father and that Sambo. When the Sambo continued to tell him, like, oh, you just going to let them? Oh, you're not a man. You couldn't mm. protect your family. You couldn't do so. Woo. It was that was like, powerful. That was powerful. That was, to <sighs> me, that was really powerful. And, but again, you know, sad at the end of the day, because again, they fought these battles and no one saw it. And they had to go back out that house at the very end and face a very real external demon after having exhausted themselves fighting an internal one. Well written. God damn it. Lomar said GOT. That right well there. Well written. That Thank right you there very was much, little freaking, Marvin. Freaking crazy. Thank you, you know, very much. The reality of that was powerful again, but I, I maintain that it was one that we ingested and that, you know, I just think that was just something that we, that, that we have, you know, that we talk about, we ingested, we suffered and we, we suffered through and we got something from, Yeah. but it was a way for us to be seen by each other as many moments for black people are. Yeah. And that is what I want. I appreciate all of it. Give me the stories. Help me understand. I know, you know, fiction, fiction is powerful. If you've ever read J. California Cooper (laughs) or Octavia Butler, you know. Why they don't get no movie? Where are Octavia Butler's movies? It's it's coming. It's It's coming. It's It's got to come. I'm just saying that I want all the stories. Give me, give me all the smoke. And teach me about all of it. And teach me a little something like about redlining while we're at it. Because I was like, oh, okay. But just can, give could me we have all just, the smoke. The white lady Think could about, have died really violently, though. Yeah, I mean, she could have. Yeah. Would I have I'm enjoyed like it? I'm yeah. like, y'all, dang. Yeah. Like, y'all, y'all just gonna let her get shot from afar? Really? That's what we doing? <laughs> yeah, they well, might have missed the mark. They might have been. Y'all Girl. couldn't have got, she couldn't have got bashed in the head or nothing? Like, come on, y'all. Come on. Listen, you got a point there. Hey, hey, no one's perfect, you know. We mentioned all the great things that he did, but I'm just saying, I mean. It was, it was a lovely day. In the, you know, I'm just saying. What about movies like um, Antebellum? Antebellum. Antebellum did it too. I'm going to go with um, twelve. I'm going to go with twelve years of slave. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to go. I'm going to that scene where Lupita and and Yonko. Oh, uh, her her character was being raped. That's true. That was that was horrible. That was horrible. And I could see why she would want to take her life. Like I could, I could see it. And that we as a people, we end up going through some traumatic, horrible things mm. internally, externally, and the will to live is something else. Shoot, it's, it's my. We still ain't got a real movie about the middle passage, so I, 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 I shudder to. Uh, 
It's uh, I think there that, is so much to what? tell. Would you like? There's so many stories. There are so many stories to tell, and they don't. They do not have to be centered in the deepest, darkest part of our pain. But they and they don't have to be that. But and they can still be honest, and they can still be thought provoking. And we are critical thinkers and creators, and we can do all of it. I really believe that. But you know, this is I a agree. real this is a real new genre. So I want y'all yeah, to be, I want is. y'all to get used to this. This is race race horror. Yes, what's not a new genre is profiting off the pain of black people. That is not a new genre. I just want the stories. I want them all. I I I it drove me crazy that anytime you watch a horror flick, you know, there's one black person in the crew, you know, <laughs> they would typically get killed. Oh, first. yeah, they fall. They you fall know, fast. They fall. Yeah. They fall in the water. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they would typically mm-hmm. get killed first. Then they started making them get killed second to last, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and just watching the evolution of this thing, I appreciate the stories. And as a as a writer and as an actor, yeah. I want more. Yeah. I want more. Yeah. I want more. I'll take Y'all it. remember Tales from the Hood? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Tales that was, from that was pretty good. I came from but Tales from the Hood. Tales was, from the Hood. That's that work. That was awesome. Yeah. You know, pe- people have put in some work prior to this. And Candyman. I don't know. It's, it's coming back. It's coming back. It's yeah. coming back. Yeah, Candyman. And then, uh, I mean, what did y'all think about Get, Get Out? Because Get Out was the first of its kind. I mean, again, I we, loved Get Out. We are, I loved it. I loved oh, it. I it, it and I love the fact that it played on the fear of most black people. See? Okay. But guess guess who got hacked up? Who? Oh, right. Right, right, right. And that's why you loved it so much because they got hacked and burnt up. That's hacked true. Up, that's true. Hacked, hacked up. up. And, and guess who up. got away? And guess who got away and got away with all of it? Yeah. That's true. Because when listen, at the uh, end of that movie, when you see that man end up killing uh, the girl, you're like, oh, he's a... Yeah, and, and and it was really, you know, they had two endings, by the way. They had an ending where there was the real police that showed up, and they had an ending where the homeboy, you know, this his homeboy and, showed and up. The, but but yes, and see what see the options that we have in fiction. Thank mm-hmm. you. I'm so glad you brought it up. Oh because you made yes, her point, Jill. The yeah. options <laughs> that we have in yes. fiction. Yes. To change the narrative and still yes. be honest and still be raw and still pull people's emotions and still tell truths, all of that. However, and Asia, we, that is the difference between Jordan Peele and Little Marvin as well. Yeah, right. Of course. We don't all have to be the same. That's all. Right. No. No. Please, no. No. And I, Please, and, I, no. And, I, and I tell you this, and this is really a love conversation because, <laughs> no, it is. This is a love conversation because I love Black creators and I don't yeah. want to see us feel like we have to please every single person on the, because we cannot. Yes, because yeah. I can't wait and to see I, what Barry Jenkins does with this underground. So I'm here for it. Yeah, we don't, right. It's not going to hit every mark. And I never forget what Chris Rock said, we have to have the freedom to suck. Yes. Mm. Yes. You know, and so, and not saying that this did, because it was really good. But the point is that I get all of that. And I, I want to be clear that that in, even in what I'm critiquing in my mind, I still know beauty when I see it. And I am mm-hmm. grateful that that Black creatives are getting these opportunities. But as we've learned in recent years, we have to be very careful about representation. Representation is not a win in and of itself. And we get really caught up in representation. Oh, well, this is the first time a black person did this. Or they're letting black people make this. Or they're letting black people do that. And all of that's great. But we can't be so caught up in representation that we allow things to not, that we're not going to think critically about it. That's, that's oh, all for sure. I'm saying. Oh, for sure. That's oh, all for I'm sure. Saying. But the fact that there's more to see and more to critique. Yeah, that's exciting. It's a blessing. It's, it's gigantic. Oh, baby, that's Did anybody huge. happen to see Sophie's Love? Oh, I don't did. Sylvie, I didn't. Sylvie. I didn't. Sylvie's, Sylvie's and I know it was good. Book, yeah. It was very good. I love Namdi. I, I, I almost got it, Namdi. It, I almost it, got your whole name. Mm. It was very good. I, I just want more of that. I just want the DP to, to pay attention to colors. You know, for a long time, we'd be on screen looking ashy. You know, that that funny gray color. 
you know, not not accentuating an actor. Thank I you, Spike Lee. Things. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. You know, you're going to have a lot of different options. You've got, you know, your, you know, Spike Lee and, and, and you've got your Tyler Perry. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of stories to tell. And I want to I want more of them. So many. I yeah. want to see them all. I agree. I agree. There's got to be more. There's, There's more, got more, to more, be more, 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 more. And hopefully we get to a point where it isn't just about, you know, this is the first black movie that or this movie was uh, black. But it's like, you know, so and so or Spielberg or like just that another. It's just a good movie or it's not, you know, it's something you want to see or some you don't. And the, the I just want all the options. That's that's really how I feel about it. Yeah. You know, the, the trauma portion of it, there's going to be some trauma. I just watched a movie not too long ago. I cannot think uh something when you're dead. I don't know what it was. It was a young girl who was attacked by some dudes in a cabin. I spit on your grave. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's what it was called. It's a whole series. I spit on your grave. It's a whole series. There's I think there's like three of them. You know, mm-hmm. three, a trilogy. And it was about a young, a girl who who was viciously raped, and they mm. showed it, and it was it was horrific, and the way she got back at them was worse than the rape. She she did the worst, she did the most, and I clapped, I clapped, and I wanted to watch it again. But it was the the first part was hard to watch, but when you understood why it was like that, why she was so vicious with it. When you when you saw what sh- what happened to her, you were like, uh huh, I get that. I think that that movie is coming. I think that movie is absolutely coming. And remember that that cop did get shot several times. And and what movie? In um them. Oh, but he was a don't, nice guy. Don't. <laughs> he wasn't a nice guy. No, 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 no. I didn't mean it in the sense of I meant in the oh, sense of all oh, of those yeah, yeah, evil yeah. ass white people. He was the nicest yeah. of the white people. That's what I I just said. In my mind, I've seen that woman, that that singing woman that showed up at the house. I have seen her boiling. I have seen her pushed off a a bridge. I've seen a lot of things, dogs attacking. That was a horrible, horrible thing. Horrible thing. Well, you know what? We had this whole conversation and we did not mention Lovecraft. Yeah. Which caused Mm. a lot of conversation and really kind of brought this conversation up again after, after us. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, oh well, this kind of fantasy horror yeah. mystery history, it, whole pickaninny, a, a whole actual pickaninny yeah. was in it. But here, but here's what's really a horrifying pickaninny, a horrifying pickaninny, a twin. <laughs> that thing that bothered me too. Ooh, that bothered that me. Shit was, that bothered yeah. me. That was that that, ticking, I didn't sleep after that. That, contor- Ooh, that body yeah. contortion. Uh uh-uh, uh, honey. Mm-mm. That's got me. That's got me good. But that but, really reminded me of Octavia Butler. Style yeah, though, yeah, I that, I, and so the the black horror or science fiction style really does, to you all's point, have that mixture of historical fiction, sci-fi, horror, drama, even a little bit of comedy. So it's like it's interesting to see this kind of mesh and meld mold mesh gumbo of genres all packed into some of these movies because they yeah. all had those moments. So it's, it's it's interesting, the Black take on this genre and, and, and how it has to include, you know, the Black experience. Yeah. But to Jordan Peele's, you know, to, to his credit. credit, when he did his other movie, which was the Us. Us. Was it? Us. When he did Us, anybody, to a degree, they could have stuck any color family they could have into that he's, movie he's fascinating mm-hmm. to me he worked he, so that movie was not necessarily in, infused with the black experience he just it, took a black family he just took a black family and inserted them into this into into that moment true so i i mean so you kind of have to, so there's there's a kind of a place for that in us too yeah, and us, it was like, cause see, it happened to all the people around the world. Remember, yeah. they had the whole. Yeah, they just happened. Oh, they just right. they just happened to be a black family. That's they it. They just happened yeah. to be a black family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is and, so well, Jordan. Listen, I, I he did just, that, right? He did that. I'm like, okay, maybe you don't have to take us home because you give us so many jobs. I'll do that trade. 
We'll be back after the break. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, I I got a shout out. The, just the level of creativity that we're able to see. Ah, oh, makes me so excited. Think about Watchmen. Yeah. Ooh, Did you guys love Wasn't it amazing? Oh, oh, Ooh, oh, baby. What's my man? Amazing. Oh, hold up. His na- oh, don't say his name. Say his name. Say his name. Say his name, Jill. What's his name? What's his name? Which man? It's only one. It's only it's one. It's only one. Yaya. Motherfucking oh. Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Yeah. Motherfucking. Come on, yeah, yeah. Don't you tell me it ain't no black male actors up in this thing here, honey. 
Because Yaya mm-hmm. Abdul-Mateen. It was beautiful. Thank you, Regina. Thank you. It was beautiful. I was so yes. sad that the writer didn't want to, you know, continue on. That was just so, I was so ready. So ready. It's worth watching again. It is. And again. Yes. At least the first episode. Get your history. That first episode. Get your history. Beautiful. Very well done. And guess and guess what had happened? What? It was victorious. And. Oh, okay. Asia's making more points. The, okay. the fact. <laughs> That's what she's supposed she, to do. She's circling the back to her. Fact, the fact that we watch Marvel. We watch all the Marvel movies. Yeah. We get involved with all the science fiction stuff. We love that stuff. We Yo, love Jill, it. This, this, this Falcon and Winter Soldier went really black. This I don't know if you are that deep into the Marvel, but the uh, Anthony Malkie show that just finished, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. it went... It took a turn to blackness in a Tuskegee experiment that was just unexpected. The, oh, I just got to tell you. I, I just want to tell the people too. Like, if you get a chance, watch it because. Oh yes. Yeah. But I'm sorry. I didn't mean I to shall, cut your wisdom, God. I didn't mean to cut your. No, wisdom. not at all. I'm. I'm just saying that you know, just the fact that we've been watching these Marvel movies, we've been supporting Marvel, we've been supporting all of the science fiction and the superheroes and all of that, and to be able to to see this. You know, this is great. Ryan Coogler. I, I love it. Thank you, Ryan Coogler. I love it. Oh, yes. Listen. Let's see, cool, cool. Thank you, such Lewis a... Gossett Jr. You better. I mean, oh, come on. Yeah. Yes. 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 Watchmen, which is everything, y'all. Y'all just, if you ain't seen it, you tripping. Think, think about the Ma Rainey story, you know? Oh, think yeah. about that and how... Chadwick's character did not get to live that dream. For somebody else who's watching that and did not get to live their dream and it was right there at their hands and they've been promised this thing, that is traumatic. That thing hurt. That thing hurt deep. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Glenn Turman, mm-hmm. who was brilliant in brilliant. that, Glenn brilliant. Motherfucking Come yeah. on, everybody. The, the fact that that character was taken the way that it was and how painful it was on both sides, mm-hmm. you know, obviously for for Glenn Turman's character and as well for Chadwick's character. Like, what did that mm-hmm. mean psychologically? Give me the cuts. Show me where the cracks happen because we're people. Yeah. We're people and yeah. cracks. And you any any sane person can crack. Oh, it ain't yes. hard. With the level of stuff that's going on in this world, right the cracks. Yeah. So when when somebody goes crazy or they do, they do something that, you know, even in the spirit world, you understand what had happened. Mm-hmm. I Yo. appreciate that. I love the Good way you shit. explained that as the cracks. I definitely think that it's just like the humanity of us is, is so important. It's fragile. Mm-hmm. The humanity of us to show the humanity of us, that that I feel like is a challenge before us. Mm-hmm. And that it is, especially with our art, is to, to is to show our humanity. Yeah. hmm And to consider our humanity. Mm-hmm. Right? But I, I think you're you're absolutely right. You know, we don't want to be dishonest. We want to honor the human experience and insert ourselves into the human experience and humanize ourselves for the outside world because we know we're human, but they don't have an opportunity to see us as that. Yeah. So that is really important. I'm not worried about that. nobody else. I'm thinking about us and, and the fact that we don't get a chance to see us in that way. Yeah, for right. so long, all of our TV shows and our movies, uh, not all, but a lot of them. And shout, shout out to the Cosby show into a different world. Like that, that really took some blinders off and opened new doors to us because our, mm-hmm. our movies and our TV shows were, you know, a lot of it was, it was, it was the good times. You know, it was a lot of, we're poverty stricken, but we gonna make it work in any way necessary. And that is us too. That is us. Or Jeffersons. And then, or the Jeffersons. You know, here we are, we, we've advanced a little more, more and now we're, you know, in the big leagues, getting our turn <laughs> at bat. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the progress has been slow and sometimes it's been thwarted, but nonetheless, it's, it's progress. still it's been progress. happening and it's happening in a beautiful way. Because for I swear, just trying to find somebody who too could shoot a brown skinned person. Yeah. You you 
There were the DPs that couldn't even see the beauty. Yeah. Couldn't even capture it. Ah, the DP is director of photography. So shout out to all the good ones that can that can actually see the, the textures and, and, and the, the magic in skin. If you are a DP and, and you want to understand the magic of, of a brown person's skin, a deep brown person, look at Bisa Butler's work, Instagram. You have an opportunity to see the dimension in color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was I was follow uh, follow these vloggers a uh, hashtag booked on Instagram and you know they joke a lot about being an actor mm-hmm. and this that, and the other and they're talking about you know hair and mm-hmm. that was another thing too was like just the ha- just even even that moment in them where she goes to the cousin's house mm-hmm. and she does her hair mm-hmm. and she makes it clear that she don't wear wigs. Mm-hmm. And it's like to see that woman getting her hair pressed and getting it all done. I mean, just these are these kind of really intimate moments with with our skin and our hair and how we just interact with each other. I even remember somebody talking about this in the in an animated film in the movie Soul, where they talked about I think it was a like Frank Abney is the guy who who is the is one of the animators on there, and he talked about how. They made this decision about the main character was going to come down the steps and that when he came down the steps before he went down, he like touched his nose and dapped up the guy that he was about to to say hi to. Mm -hmm. So it was just even these kind of small ways that we narrate ourselves on screen that show we have a specific way that we present and that we look that our actions and the way we do things and talk and all of that. It's beautiful. When it tapped in, they tapped all the way in. And as we continue this conversation, I want to make sure, too, that we mention some of the names and the people who are writing these stories, like the Misha Greens. Yes. Oh, yeah. The Katori Halls of it all. The Barry, oh, yeah. the Barry Jenkins, the D. Reeses of it all. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, we just have to say, because there was a time where you felt like, okay, Spike, like you said, Spike and Tyler. Mm-mm. Now, no, please so many forget. more. So many please don't more. forget. Don't forget about Black Lightning, please. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that's a family show. It was very, very good. It was a pleasure to be a part of it. So shout out to Celine yeah. and Mara. I was about to say shout out to Mara and Brock Akil, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful thing. I, I love it. I love it. More of it. Please, please, and more please. I will say this though. I I I have enjoyed watching so much of our programming over the past few years, it just has been really good mm-hmm. to my soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and then just the constant rollout. It's like, you know, something is coming and that has been wonderful. Even, and you mentioned Barry Jenkins. He did this. Is, he's the one who did also that Christmas movie, right? Jingle Jangle. Dang. I enjoyed that. Did, did um, Barry do so that? Good. That's interesting. Did he do that? Who did Jingle Jangle? No, that was da- uh, da- why was I say David E. Tower? Hold on, uh, Jingle Jangle it was. Is, it, is. it was. David it was. Okay. It, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. He did. He did uh, a Jingle Jangle, and like I said, just to be able to watch all of this. The, I mean, just like the wide and diverse amount of work that's out mm-hmm. there has been a true, true pleasure yeah from girlfriends to insecure exactly like we, it's happening yeah it is it happening is. to Issa Rae yeah. and, and Lena Waithe and everybody in between listen it's I mean you be, might not and that's the thing you might not love them all but at least you got the choices you have be choice. encouraged be encouraged yeah. and, oh, mm-hmm. let me, and also true all that and Robin Thede too yes black lady yes. sketch show black we need to be meet someone it yes so nice. there's a lot there's a lot yeah there's a lot and still and still oh, not right. enough. Right, right. The Black Lady Sketch Show. Yeah. Oh, and in our mother's gardens. If you oh, have to check that out. Yes. Oh, I did not fantastic. know that you were an executive producer on that. Wait a minute. What is this, Jill? You didn't even tell. Jill Scott. Jill I'm Scott. So, I don't tell everything. You really don't. So now I got I to don't. I got to go ahead and Google this thing that's on Netflix. That's all she's gonna say is she's gonna say we need to watch it, but she ain't gonna tell us. Hey, this Oh, it's lovely. It's so it lovely. is so good. It's so lovely. It's so beautiful. Oh, I'm shot. sorry. I do well know this. Done. This is the documentary with all the sisters and T. Shout out it's to Tina so Ferris and yes. Tina. Yes, yes, Girl, yeah. That thing. It, I watched it on Mother's Day. That thing gutted me, child. I had it to, was I, touching. I had to take it in pieces, but it was beautiful. Ooh. It was beautiful. Oh, I'm sorry, Ava. You too. Oh, it's Ava. on a ray. It's on a ray. This it's, is it's, on it's a distributed by. It's distributed by a ray now. 
Okay. But originally, it was an independent documentary, as far as I know. But I just wanted to say was, her name because I didn't leave made some creators, and I was like, yeah, you too. Yes, but look at Jill Scott making a way for other Black creators to yes. get their stuff out there. Come on, Jill. <laughs> Listen, it's such a pleasure. It's such a pleasure, and to know that there's such great work that's happening, like it's just a it's a joy to see it happening. Like, oh yeah, come on y'all, yeah 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 y'all, this is for the 2021s and forever. <laughs> let's go, <laughs> let's go, let's go, let's go. Mm. There's black gardeners, there's black doctors and lawyers and scientists and astronauts and and jacuzzi makers. You know, it's like, it's, I love it's, it. we, are we doing it all? Mm. I just want to see all the stories. Just give it all to me. Make yes. me cry. Make me laugh. Make me think. Yeah. Make me wonder. Make me dream. You know, all of it. Yeah, we doing it. Mm-hmm. Whether, you know, you want to see it or not, you know, there are options. Because like Aja always reminds, we are not a monolith. No. We, we are interested in a bunch of different things. And I'm just grateful. Thank you so much that there's options for us. And some of that hair is straight and some of that hair ain't. <laughs> some, of that, some of them chicks light skin, some of them ain't. You know, it's, it's stories. God darn it, I want more. Thank you so much for listening to J.L. the Podcast with my sister friends, Laia St. Clair and Aja Graydon Danzler. Listen, the more you see, the more you dream. Keep your eyes open. Ooh, come on. How do you eat an elephant? One by a time. Hey, everybody. Producer Eve's here. If you haven't listened already, go back and listen to the previous episode of J.Ill called We Want All the Black Stories, where the ladies get into the growth and expansiveness of Black storytelling. All right, get out your pen and paper, your tablet, computer, whatever your device of choice is, because I have a long list of writers and directors and shows and movies and filmmakers here. Okay, deep breath. Antebellum, Get Out. Them, created by Little Marvin and EP'd by Lena Waithe. 12 Years a Slave. Django Unchained, Us, written and directed by Jordan Peele, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Misha Green, Barry Jenkins, Katori Hall, Black Lightning, Jingle Jangle, The Black Lady Sketch Show, In Our Mother's Gardens, Octavia Butler's work, and the ladies also mentioned Bisa Butler and hashtag booked. Check them out on Instagram. Links in the episode description. Yeah. Hi, if you have comments on something yeah. we said in this episode, call 866-HEY-JILL. If you want to add to this conversation, that's 866-439-5455. Don't forget to tell us your name and the episode you're referring to. You might just hear your message on a future episode. Thank you for listening to Jill Scott Presents J.Ill, the podcast. This podcast is hosted by Jill Scott, Laia St. Clair, and Aja Graydon Dantzler. Its executive producers are Jill Scott, Sean G., and Brian Calhoun. It's produced by Laia St. Clair and me, Eve Jeffcoat. The editing and sound design for this episode were done by Christina Loringer. You better wrap it up with a you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, should, a you should write songs. <laughs> you have a future in songwriting. Did anyone ever tell you that? <laughs> Thank you so much. J.ill is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.